Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode is brought to you by Charmed. For everybody out there in the dating world, it can get pretty frustrating trying to communicate online with someone that you're interested in. How many millions of screenshots have you texted? How can you tell if he's a serial killer or just being weird? For that, there's this new app out there called Charmed. It actually helps people communicate better because Charmed puts your friends inside your conversations on Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge that they can give you advice and call out Chad's red flags before it's too late. The guys at Charmed are professionals who have come up with a way for you to share all of your dating app convos with your friends, and that is how you're going to get quality dates. And if you're not single, even better. You don't have to be single or on a dating app to use Charmed. Download Charmed, get your single friends to download Charmed, and help them get the dates they deserve, not the chads. Hurry up and visit www.charmed.app to get Charmed now. Your friends will thank you. Hello, hello. Welcome to Bachelor Blab. I am your host, Jackie Maroney, and I'm really, really excited because our guest today is the at real Chad Johnson from JoJo season and Bachelor in Paradise season three for a, a hot second. <laughs> that is correct. Yes, I made it. The, I believe that was a record. Was it 12 hours on that show? Yeah, I think that might that might be the record. I don't know who who wins. Is it you or I think Corinne and Demario? I don't even think they lasted twelve hours. They didn't even make it till the nighttime. Oh yeah, that was like day two or three, though. I think. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was when they first got the, whatever. I mean, <laughs> regardless, you made, you made a quick appearance, yeah. and then um, I mean, we'll just get right into it then because you are a bit of a, I'm sure you know this and get this a lot, you're a bit of a controversial figure in Bachelor Nation. Is that something yeah. you, you wear with a a badge of pride or how do you feel about that? It's kind of a sticky situation. It's weird because in one way, for a while I like I played into it and I'd amp it up and do it. Mm -hmm. And then after a while it just got exhausting because for me the situation was that like, on The Bachelorette, I wasn't that bad. I turned bad whenever I kind of realized that I was being made bad. And then once I realized I was being made bad, I just kind of settled into the role. Sure. Ba Bachelor in Paradise came around and everyone was calling me a douchebag. So I was like, oh, I'm going to show you a douchebag. So mm -hmm. I went in with the idea that like, you know, because by that point, I kind of understood how it worked, you know. I was like, all right, I'll give them really, really like crazy promos for the show. Sure. So do you, would you say that at least in JoJo season, you were more or less than kind of playing more of a character or a caricature, you would say, of yourself because you knew that's kind of like what they wanted and what would get? A hundred percent. A hundred percent on The Bachelor in Paradise. I, I literally like, had, um, I'd watched like shows to prepare, like Eastbound and Down. I watched mm -hmm. a ton of times. I, I had one point I had a computer run, three computers in my living room. I least had this whole like office set up. I had yeah. Eastbound and Down. Trailer Park Boys and Donald Trump speaking, playing. And I was just trying to soak up as much douchebag as I could. And it, well, it was very successful. I was going to say, it definitely worked. Um, do you have any regrets from that night of Bachelor in Paradise? I mean, 100%. I mean, before we even started filming, I I'd had, I think I had eight shots of whiskey, an entire bottle of champagne. And they just kind of were, they were telling me like, you know, you're, you're good. Because I, I asked them, I was like, I, I feel like I've drank a little bit much, man. It's like, it was like 10, 15 in the morning. They're like, you're good. And so I took that as like the way they did, they kind of explain how to do things. 
the way they could get you to do things. It's all very like wink, nudge, nudge. So I was like, oh, okay. I thought they were like selling, saying like, give them hell, you know, go in there. And I already had my plan anyway of going in and being a huge douchebag. The douchebag was already in place, but then you added a ton of alcohol to it. And then the douchebag just got, after a while, it just kind of gets out of your hands. And it's, you know, it's, I'm letting the liquor do the moves at that point, you know? Okay, guys. So it was just Thanksgiving. And I have to tell you, the wink order that I put in for me and my entire family to get a little tipsy during Thanksgiving dinner was such a hit. Everyone was drinking the wine. I had four different bottles, two reds, two whites. But you know, if you like red more than white or white more than red, you can obviously customize your order to whatever ratio of whites to reds that you want. Wink is a really cool website. Go to wink.com. You take a quick little six question quiz and they ask you questions like what your tastes are. Do you like chocolate? Do you like citrus? Little things like that. And then they hand select four different bottles of wine that they think you would really enjoy based on your taste preferences. And with my code, Bachelor Blab, you get 40% off four bottles of wine. So that makes the wine really, really affordable. It's literally the same price that a shitty bottle of Yellowtail would be, but it's actually good quality bottles, usually locally sourced too. A lot of them are from really great wineries in California. And so, yeah, definitely check it out. If you're a wine drinker, I don't see why you would not do this deal. Use promo code BACHELORBLAB at checkout for 40% off. And it is a subscription service, but obviously there is no pressure to continue the service. If you like it or you feel like you might not drink as much wine, you can cancel at any time or you can always skip a month and then go back on. There is no pressure whatsoever, but with my promo code Bachelor Blab, it makes the wine incredibly affordable. Like I said, you're getting like a $15 to $17 bottle of wine for the price of Yellowtail, which is amazing. Everyone loves wine. Everyone loves saving money. And yeah, make sure to check it out. It happens to the best of us. We've obviously all been there to some extent. What did your, like, did your family have anything to say over, like, you know, it happens. We all get too drunk and do stupid shit. It happens to the best of us. But did you, like, how did you feel afterwards? Like having to watch it back and having to be like, oh, this is what happened. It was, it was weird. I mean, a lot of it I thought was, you know, I thought it was fucking hilarious at first, you know? <laughs> there were some scenes that, um, they didn't show why things happen. They didn't show why we start getting upset because the, th- the fact of the matter is it's a TV show. And while I still remain true to myself and even though, yeah, I was playing a character, I never had strategies. I never had moves. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. I amped this up, but I was never there to, to fuck with anyone else. I was never there to mess with it. Look, if you're an interesting person, go be an interesting person over there. And if the cameras want to film that, that's cool if I'm not as interesting, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to do my thing over here. And the problem is all these people kept seeing that the cameras were following me. So they would start attacking me and wanting to play good guy, bad guy now because I'm saying some shitty things that are probably a lot of them funny. But if you if you take them out of context and spin them, they, yeah, you can, you can make them sound bad. I'm sure a lot of them were pretty bad. But it's like if I'm saying something bad and it's not funny, they're just not going to air it. But now you've attacked – you know, not all my jokes are going to land. Not all of any comedians are – Anybody that says funny things as jokes are going to land. And so they basically, by them attacking me, sometimes I'm like, dude, that was a stupid joke. I didn't even like it. Like, now you're attacking me. Now they're going to air this. Like, now you're making them air my bad joke that sucked. I guess I see what you're saying. Did you, I don't know if this is too much to ask. Did you really uh, shit your pants? No, that, that, that's the one thing I'm still, like, 
Thanks, baby. I know, because that's what I was, you know, when I was asking you just now, like, oh, are you embarrassed? Like, oh, I was like, I was like, are we going to get to this? I don't know if I'm going to bring it up. But um, so that, did they add that in or? Yeah, what was yeah they straight up just added that in and told people to play along. And that's the one thing, like, whenever, I, I never heard about anything about it until we were doing the men tell all. And Daniel made a joke about it. And I went to one of the producers and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And he was like, look, it's just like a blip on the radar. It's nothing. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're going to make it look like I shit my pants. You think that's cool? Do they do stuff like that a lot? Like, because that's like, that to me is very different than, you know, kind of, I mean, none of it's good, right? But, you know, if, if you say something and they take it out of context and make it sound a lot worse than maybe it was, or, you know, kind of change the tone. I know, we all know that that's what, reality TV producers do all the time. But I, I think right. to make something that's completely <laughs> untrue kind of crosses more of a line. Do they do stuff like that a lot? I mean, totally. I mean, the, the, one of the things they do is they do these sound bites where they'll cut it out. And yeah. the majority of the show is based on real shit, but they'll add stuff in that makes no sense. I mean, like they're adding in, you know, was it on Rachel's season? They added in like a pretend doll that was stalking them or something, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know what, I don't remember what season that was, but yeah, I do remember what you're talking about. Yeah. It's just, I don't think those producers liked me that year just because I didn't, I didn't know the hierarchy. I didn't know how anything works. I was true to myself. I never kissed anyone's ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I was a bit of a pain in the ass, but I, like in terms of just like my attitude, maybe. But, like, I was nice to most of the producers. I didn't really have a problem, but I wasn't playing by the rules. Yeah, what would you say the rules are then? Show up, be nice, talk about charities, just be generally, like, talk about feelings. And I would never do that. I would sit down with, you know, the girl or girls and thing, and I'd be like, what up? How you doing? You know, like, I would never be like, so it's the first time we've spoken. Let me tell you about my mother. Right, I right. I mean, that's like the classic bachelor trope that you always have to have a sob story as soon as you sit down with the lead right. to share. And I, I just thought was that people will recognize it's bullshit if, you know, and people well, do, I, people will watch it anyway, but. I think people now do. I think it's taken, like, you know, every couple of years, the show kind of, I think, reinvents itself a little bit. But I think yeah. now people do realize that it is pretty much, <laughs> but they watch it for different reasons, right? Because it's, it's kind of funny yeah. at this point. It's very like self-aware yes. and kind of pokes fun at that. We're all kind of in on the joke here. So um, yeah. I feel like my season kind of helped break that down, break down that fourth wall. And now it's kind of like everybody absolutely. knows what they're up to. Well, and especially now, I mean, I could go on and on about this, but no one cares about it. It's like with the introduction of like, there is a play now to monetize after The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Oh, 100%. It's just it's really just making this whole thing like very transparent and it's really, really hard to buy into the whole trope now that you see these people going off to all become influencers. It's like, okay, right. you were not a real estate agent from Wyoming looking for love. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Exactly. Especially once, once you hit that 500 K mark, I mean, the girls are making, if, you grow, if a girl hits 500 K, she's making 50 grand a month. If they make, oh, no. if they get to a million, they're making, it's exponential. So as it goes up, you make more. Anybody with a million followers is making a hundred grand a month minimum. That's ridiculous. It's, that's crazy to me. And, you know, and everyone on everyone at first when my season started, everyone was like, "Well, why would you know? Why would they do this and not be serious about it?" And I'm like, "Do you know that JoJo gets paid thirty grand per Instagram post to take a picture?" Like, I'm like, "Okay, then maybe there's a little bit of sway there." Yes, and I do agree that with JoJo's season, I think that was the first season where the guys started to realize it. And then who was after JoJo? Was it Nick? Yeah. Yeah, it was Nick. I don't know, because I feel like Nick's season is the, was the first season where the, when the girls came in, it's like, 
they finally understood how to play the influencer game. And now it's like such a joke. And I still wonder about that if I had played it differently. Like, because I mean, as far as my season, I mean, before the season, I was rated to be like, everybody wanted me to win or be the bachelor. They were like, oh, he's the best looking guy. He's going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, you know, if I had just played it right, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I could, well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how many followers you have or what your your stats are, but like, do you have regrets of not getting those kinds of opportunities now because of how the show portrayed you? I mean, for sure, it's been a pain for me because, like I said, once I, once you started to realize what the show wants, if they start portraying you as a villain and you don't give them what they want, which has happened plenty of times, mm-hmm. with people, they'll just cut you out. You don't exist anymore. That happened with that Chelsea girl who had a kid, the girl with the mole. I, yeah, I remember her. She was about to be a huge villain, and then she just she knew what was happening, and she stopped, and then she basically didn't exist on the show anymore. Yeah, that's true. She really didn't – you don't hear from her really It's happened all. a lot. And which my entire plan was on Bachelor in Paradise. They basically made it, made it seem like I had free roam to do whatever I wanted to do. You're good to go. Give us this, you know, good press and crazy shit you're going to do. And I thought I would do that the first day. And when I woke up the next day, they didn't air any of it. <coughs> Excuse me. But I went walking around to people and everyone's like, so what happened last night? And I was talking to people and I was like, look, everything's cool. And I was just doing a thing. Look, it'll be fine. We'll talk later today. You know, and then all of a sudden you're going to see like, oh, he just had a wild party night. He is a regular guy. And um, it's almost like I always explain it. It's like office space. You know, when he's hypnotizing the guy. It's like, well, the show, the show died in the middle of my thing. So I got stuck in this asshole douchebag role after that for years. And I was like, wait, no, I was about to show you I'm pretty good guy. Like, so so I got stuck in that. And then I started getting all these roles on shows and they kept asking me for more shows to play that role again. And I stopped trying to play that role. And they were like, what the fuck, man? Like we hired you to be the douchebag asshole. And I'm like, I'm not really that guy, man. Like, Right, right. Yeah, no, that must be hard. That must be hard because then, like, you know, t- yeah, talk about missed opportunities with the whole the Instagram influencer follower thing. If the sure. only way you're really getting opportunities is through being a huge asshole and you don't want to be a huge asshole anymore, what do you exactly. do? Exactly. Like, I always just thought I was pretty witty and, you know, I could say funny stuff. The asshole thing wasn't like who I was. The asshole thing just happened because I was because I was confident in myself and I didn't deal with anything. And sometimes I made snide, funny remarks that pissed other people off. But when it pissed them off so much to the point that they wanted to get me kicked off and were actively trying to get me kicked off, that's when I actually got pissed off. Like, whoa, whoa hold up, hold up. <laughs> Don't try and get me kicked off this show, man. That's not cool. Yeah. Did you try to maybe apologize to any of the people that you might've offended when you were? Oh, a thousand times, yeah. a thousand times on camera and everything. Yeah. Like, I, would, I would literally tell them, I'd be like, look, man, you're like a cool guy. I'm, I'm sorry if I've upset you. Like, I'm just trying to be here and like date the girl. Like, I don't know. I've never watched the show. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, you're cool. Like I did that with Evan. I did that with Chase. I did that with multiple people. And then 10 minutes later, we'd be in a scene and Evan and Chase would be like, yeah, you're just an asshole. And I'm like, bro, what? Yeah. Do you feel that they all <laughs> kind of screwed you over in that sense? I mean, of course, but that's what they do. I mean, you can't hate them for it. I mean, that's my fault for not watching the show. But if I hadn't watched the show, I wouldn't have done that. And I would have gotten all the other shows, you know. So it's it's like a weird catch-22. You know, I did well for myself, but probably not in the way that I should have. Yeah, It's by no means who I am now. Right, right. What made you sign up for the show then? Having So you had never seen it before? No, I never watched it. I, um... I don't know. It just seemed like a good idea. I'd heard it was pretty cool. And I heard there was, you know, I thought as an opportunity, worst case scenario, um, it could help with real estate. 
or like I'm pretty right. fit. I can get more fit once I go on there. And I just thought of it, you know, as kind of an opportunity. I mean, like right now, it's something I would have never thought that I'd be doing. I'm working with um, an event company right now that's running. I don't know if you've heard of the Battle of the Bachelors. Have you seen that at all online? Um, no, actually. If you want to tell well, me about it. It's all, all the Bachelor guys. All, basically, all the grudge matches from the show are all meeting up in April 22nd, and they're all going to fight for charity. Oh, wait. I kind of love that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, you can't fight on the show. Well, this company is giving them gloves and headgear, and they get to fight, and everybody can donate money to the Bahamas Foundation because the Bahamas right now are, like, you know, obviously yeah. destroyed. Yeah. That's really so, cool. Wait, so who, yeah. where, is this in LA? This is happening? Yeah, it's going to be in LA at the Avalon. Oh, wait, that, this is very exciting. Okay, like I yeah. didn't even tell me about this ahead of time. So this is just a, <laughs> a, a genuine plug for this. Who is, do you know, can you share who is going to be fighting? Or do um, you not know yet? Let me see if I got the list here right now. Okay, because I I will be there. <laughs> now, you, now you've peaked. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some tickets. Okay. It's good to know that people don't know about it yet because I, I don't really know. I just... I just kind of connect them with the people that I know from the show. Like, hey, would you want to fight? Hey, you know what I mean? Got it, got it. Let's see here. Do, 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 do. There's a long list. Oh, okay. Share it with me. I am excited. <clears throat> I know there's Daniel McGuire, uh, James okay. Taylor, Josh yeah. Murray, Tanner and Jade Tolbert, Corinne Olympios, uh, Christian Estrada, Alex Bordy, Luke yes. Parker. Leo, Chris yeah. Souls was signed on until a couple of days ago. He had to, I guess he had something else going on that day. Okay. Wow. And then there's, there's a ton more. This isn't the right list. Yeah, but this is a good list, even from what I'm hearing. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, at this point, I think there's like 30 people or something like that. Wow. Already up to it. That's, who are Jade and Tanner going to fight? I can't imagine. Didn't Jade just have a baby? <laughs> like, who yeah, is no, uh, Jade and Tanner are going to be hosts. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I um, figured it'd be. Is Corinne going to fight? Who did she have a... a uh, Corinne, Corinne's going to be a host as well. Oh, got it, got it. So who's fighting? Josh. I imagine Josh really wants to fight. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's a little bit better list. Okay. Um, Robbie Hayes, Connor Obrashta. Remember him? And then Robbie Hayes, obviously. Classic, classic. And then uh, Lee and... We got Lee and Kenny. Remember Lee and Kenny, how they had that huge fight on Becca's season? Yeah. yeah. So I thought that'd be good. And then we had Lucas and Blake. Do you remember Lucas and Blake, who they were? Lucas Yancey? yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm very familiar with Lucas Yancey, yes. Yeah, yeah, those two are going to fight. So. Oh, that's exciting. Um, all right, well, definitely interested in that. And, yeah, literally pure, genuine plug for this event. It'll be in Los Angeles if anyone is in the area and wants to check yeah. it out. And it's going to be live streamed and everything. So that's, the main thing is it's raising money for the Bahamas, and it's actually, yeah. like, endorsed by the Bahamian government. So oh, it's wow. a whole legitimate thing, but that's just kind of, I mean, one of the, it's, it's an opportunity from the show that I got to be able to help them out. That's, you know, it's not really a money thing for me, but it's just kind of something cool to get like my fingers dipped into like the event type stuff to be able to help out with stuff. And, you know, sure. I used to be a DJ, so it's cool. You know, it's fun. No, that is cool. And it seems like a good opportunity to let people see you in a totally different light and kind of bring that image back yeah. <laughs> exactly and i think it'll raise more money than any any bachelor person's charity has ever done in all time and i think it'll do it in one day i mean i'm interested i'm i'm willing to go yeah. Yeah, well because the money goes straight to the people whereas like when i see anybody yeah. else's charity i'm like mm, is that really a charity you know i'm very skeptical right right right, right. and you should be because yeah i do think there's so much more that than meets the eye with those things can I ask you a bit about your, sure. you're, you're pretty famous for your tweets. 
Um, can I ask a little bit about that? <laughs> Recently, you've kind of toned it down, but during Bachelor in Paradise, you had a lot to say. Uh, during this year's Bachelor in Paradise? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just having fun with it. You know, for the longest time, I kept thinking, yeah, the show will call me back. I'll just be nice. And, mm-hmm. and then I was like, you know, over the years, I've acquired so much, like, whether through hanging out with people or hanging out with people who know them or just random people. Because at this point, all the Bachelor people, they all go to the same places I go to to do the appearances at the same place. I know everything. Yeah. I know who's doing drugs. I know who's banging hookers. You know, I knew everything. Like, yeah. So it's great to like, you know, I'm like, I can attack these people and they all, because since, you know, since I'm the bad guy, nobody's really like, I can't believe Chad said that. They're like, well, that's kind of his, kind of his thing. And I know I'm, I've been pretty honest with everything I've ever done. Sure. No, I, I believe that everything that you're saying in your tweets are like genuine and truthful. And I'm sure they don't like that, but they kind of write yeah. up, Oh, it's Chad. Don't listen to him. But it's like, all right, but he's not wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's why it's kind of funny. So I like to take like the truth and put like a funny spin on it where it's like, I'm being a dick, but also it's, you're like, you're, like you can't really be mad at him. Cause it's kind yeah, of funny. Can I ask you some questions about some of the things you tweeted? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so you said, so this was during the whole thing with JPJ and Derek and their John Paul Jones is, is yelling at Derek because he claims Derek reaches out to fans to have sex with him. And you tweeted about it and you said JPJ calls out Derek for reaching out to fans to have sex with them while pretending to be a good little boy is absolutely beautiful. Can't have your cake and fuck it too, Derek, you bitch. <laughs> really great so is it reasonable to assume from that tweet that you you know of Derek uh, <laughs> hooking up with some of his followers because Derek claims up and down that this is not true it's fabricated production got to John Paul Jones blah, blah, blah. no it's a hundred percent true I mean everybody within the franchise knows Derek and the people that are on the like you know the good PR list the good little boys and girls they're not going to be like yeah it's true he fucks fans well, obviously he's not going to say that but <laughs> yeah. um I mean, yeah, it's 100%. Actually, I mean, is that something that Bachelor alumni do a lot? I've heard rumors with that uh, Robbie does this as well. <laughs> I mean, they all do. If, they, if they're not doing it, it's, they're insane. It's, oh, okay. I mean, let's just be honest. You, you take a bunch of good-looking guys who are in their elder age. They've been single for most of their life, most of them. And now yeah. you're going to put them on a show. And now, you know, all these fans are like, oh, I hope you find a good girl. Well, you think they're 30 years old and they aren't with a good girl out of like, they haven't found one yet? Like, no, they found one and they fucked it and they moved on. I mean, I guess I, to me, there's a difference between like, like, I, I don't know. To me, there's a difference between like, okay, Robbie Hayes or Derek or someone is out. They meet someone and they're like, oh yeah, I'm Derek from The Bachelor. And then ends up hooking up with them. That seems right. like consensual and normal and but like, to me, the difference is like, does he just like DM random followers and be like, hey. Like, I mean, there's a difference. See, I've heard that. I hear that. That, in my opinion, that's a difference. Like the first I, one being like reasonable, the second one being like, okay, creeper. Yeah, I have heard that um, that Robbie and some people would like go and be like, oh, you want to be on the next Bachelor? Like, yeah, we should hang out. Like, I can get you on there. And they oh, would use right. that as an in for girls. <laughs> like for me and a lot of the other people. I mean, I know when I started doing them. I mean, you would do these club appearances, and there would be like a hundred girls just standing there screaming, and you're like, well, I'm single so sure right and and to me that doesn't that seems to be kind of expected it kind of went with the whole the whole thing that happened with blake you know everyone you know blake was sleeping around a lot during the whole stage push that whole summer but it's like you know we can we can get into that we cannot get into that i'm kind of sick of talking about it but um 
you know, there was a, a perspective that was just kind of like, well, yeah, Blake is a single guy. And for the first time, and he's not like that good looking. And for the first time he's getting all this attention and all these throwing themselves at him. Like that doesn't make him bad. You know, that's I mean? true. That's true. There, there is an aspect to it that is kind of sad because after a while you realize like, Oh my God, like all those girls I dated before I went on TV would have totally like cheated on me and banged on banged some less good looking guy or some mm-hmm. guy they didn't even like just because he was on TV. Yeah. So there's an aspect of, I mean, straight taking advantage of it. And my thing as well, why I like, to me, it's annoying for like, like I said, like guys like Blake, like I got nothing against the guy, but like you said, the fact of the matter is he's not the best looking guy. He's not suave. He's, I mean, sure. Like, you know, I'm sure he could pull girls and stuff, but like, I mean, he seems like a cutie, but um, yeah, he it doesn't seem like he wasn't pulling at the, at the amount of number he was before. And to act like this, like, well, what a lot of them do, like they're these sweet, sensitive guys that, oh goodness, it's like you went on the show and you could never really get girls before. Now you went on the show and you're famous and you can pull all these girls. I know what you're doing. Like I, I didn't hook up with, everyone thought I would be like this super bad boy and really I would do these club appearances. And sure, of course, occasionally I hooked up with girls, but like I really didn't as much as, as much as I've heard that these guys do. I mean, I've heard some stories of two, three a night, you know, and these guys yeah. are doing appearances, you know, three, four times a week. So, and it's like, to me, I'm like, bro, if you need, you should never have gone on the show if you needed to hook up with that many girls. Cause nobody needs that much random sex with girls. Like that's an ego issue. Well, it's it seems like an ego issue. And that's what I was going to say about someone like Derek is that like, you, even as far as like bachelor nation alumni standards go, like he, I really do think he's like one of the less attractive guys from the show. So like, he, he, I don't know. Do you know what I'm trying to yeah. say? Yeah. Well, he acts like he's like this super sweet sits of guy, but then he's out there like bombarding his fans trying to bang him. And then like, yeah. right. him off, you know? Like, Can you tell me, uh, you also tweeted about Nick Vile randomly. <laughs> the, yeah. exact, the exact quote is, it's funny to me that people ask Nick Vile for advice on Instagram. All he's done with his life is suck the Bachelor producer's dicks. You might as well ask porn stars for advice. It would be more truthful and genuine because at least they suck those dicks with skill and integrity. <laughs> Honestly, like, your tweets are funny. I gotta give it to you. <laughs> Yeah. I was having a few drinks that week. I was having fun. <laughs> I know you were on a roll. Like I didn't have to scroll very far to find all of these. And it was just like one after the next after the next. With like ninety percent of those all <clears throat> I was on the plane and I didn't have Wi Fi and I just started coming up with I was I was coming home from a club appearance and it was one of those times when I like the next day on you're getting on the plane and I was like, you know what, I might just go ahead and keep having a few drinks. I've been doing really well lately. I don't really drink that much anymore. I haven't been drunk in like six weeks, and that is the first time probably in my life, the longest ever. Good for you. I don't really, I don't really get drunk anymore, so that's uh that's good for me. But yeah. But during that time I I I pulled out my phone, I pulled out my nose section, no Wi Fi. And I just started thinking, what do I have on each and every person? Yeah, is this coming from a place of like humor entertainment or is it is there like a resentment aspect here i just you know it's it's both like okay it's so annoyed and i'm you know i'm over it now it's been three years or something but you just have these people that like they have this all this oh gosh oh gee willikers you know type <laughs> of vibe and then they're, they're so actual in real life like cocky and arrogant and it's like what are you cocky and arrogant for you you don't possess any real skill set. You're not that good looking. You're not interesting. You just happen to be on a show where you got a great edit. They didn't edit anything bad you did. And now people think you're a good person and they genuinely just like you because they think that you're like a good person, which you aren't. 
Right. You know, so that's kind of what annoyed me about a lot of these things. Nobody, nobody is genuine. And I'm sure some of them are. Yeah. Uh, a weird example of that is initially I always said James Taylor was actually a great guy. Um, oh, I mean, he, yeah. he does some fucked up shit on, online now a lot of times, which yeah. I'm like, bro. I'm like, maybe just stop. You know, I've been out here saying you're awesome, dude, but your tweets and shit. Yeah, are the tweets got to go. About <laughs> yeah. the I'm like, I don't know. Whatever. doesn't matter. But yeah, Nick just always annoyed me because he always acts like he's like the top tier. You know, he gets all these opportunities thrown at him. And to me, I'm just like, for what? What does he do better than anyone? He's got those Instagram followers. He's yeah, like, I, I can walk into 7-Eleven and find somebody that does your job better than you, you know? I get that. And I, but could you say that, that the same could be said for probably any person that works in like entertainment and media that's like a front facing job, like any sort of actor, any sort of like, they, they're all like glorified to this extent that I don't really think any, any human being can really like maintain it's it. true. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people are glorified, and I th but I think some of them within each person typically that is glorified outside of Bachelor Nation has gotten glorified because of one specific skill set or something they're good at. You know right. what I mean? That's like, true. like, that's fine. Like, I didn't that's get many followers from the show, but like, I'm pretty good at improvisational wit and shit like that. That was the one thing I always tried to do, and I tried to not do the asshole things anymore, but. Like I said, the other shows didn't care about the wit. They, you know, they didn't care about me being funny. They wanted me to just fight. And I'm like, that's not what I, that's not my skill set, really. Like, that was like, that's like my fourth on the tier of, like, skill sets is being a dick. Like, I don't want to just be a dick, like, you know. Is that what you really want to do? Do you want to pursue something that is more comedy focused? Yeah, for sure. There's, I mean, I've been working on a script for about a year and a half uh, with a partner of mine. And we, we shot the pilot once. It just, the pilot didn't come out right because it was all shot in one location and you just can't have that. But yeah. we have a, a killer script and it's hilarious. And I, I want to do like, that's what it is. It's comedy. It's almost like uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia style stuff. Sure. No, I think that would be, I mean, I obviously don't really know you, but based on talking to you for the, this 20, 30 minutes, I think that would work out well for you. I don't know. I have a very similar type of sense of humor where like, I think things that are kind of right on that borderline of like, a little bit over right. the edge, like offensive, but like not so much because it's a joke, like very dry, very witty. Like, I appreciate that sense of humor. I'm not right. very offended. So like, I get it. I get what you're going for. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, I don't think the Bachelor audience is right. is that kind of. Like the goal is to say something that's super terrible. And you know, it's terrible to everyone does too, but they're still laughing. Because they're laughing because you're right. You know what I mean? That's always yeah. the best kind of joke where it's like, well, you, you can hate what I just said, but like, I'm not wrong. <laughs> you exactly. Know I mean? Yeah. And it yeah. takes like, I don't know. I used to practice that stuff at bars back when I was single, like yeah. kind of my thing. So I came on the show. I had, I met up with a few of the guys like uh, Luke Stone and um, Matt Donald the other day. And they were asking me all this stuff. They're like, you know, like, did, did you memorize all this stuff on your season? Because somehow the guys from the current season still remember, I guess, me from my season. And I'm just like, no, that's like, probably one of the only things I'm good at is just coming up with random shit. I mean, like, you are still kind of pretty, like, although you might not have the, the backing of the bachelor, like the, the network and the producers and stuff, like you're still a household name as far as like bachelor fans go. You make, you make the subreddit a lot. So I think there is a way to spin this into something more positive where you could right? comedy or something. I wish they could just forget all the bad stuff, which one of the things, by the way, too, Whenever they edit in that thing about Sarah, or me saying the one arm thing. Uh, yeah. I wasn't going to go that. there, but you brought it up. So. Yeah. Another comment I hate talking about 
But yeah. it's one thing that, I'll be honest, I don't think I actually said it. I think it was spliced together. Now, I know for a fact that I didn't say it in the context and in the moment. They edited it because you can hear the way I'm speaking, and I'm so drunk, I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you hear this, like, very clear, like, well, fuck that blank blank, you know, yeah, which was know. totally totally audio spliced and thrown into that moment. I never said that in front of everybody. Wow. Yeah, see, it's just, I I'm sorry. I, I do feel kind of bad that this yeah. happened to you I mean I, I'm not that sorry because you did sign up to be on the show but like yeah. it, you know because you do actually seem like genuine and nice and like like you know I do a lot of these um and some people I really click with and enjoy speaking with some people I'm like wow I that was painful <laughs> thank you please never yeah. speak to me again but you seem like one of the genuine ones so I hope this all gets more of a, a swing in your favor I would yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still good. Life's still going well, you know, and everything. Yeah, it's I was going to say, um, so you, you're in a relationship now, and you're, you seem to be very happy and doing well. Yeah, yeah, I got a girlfriend. She's here. She's actually recording her own podcast for her Patreon right now in my room. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go hop on there here in a few, and I don't know what she wants to talk about. But, yeah, life's good. You know, I got that going. I still do, like, brand deals. I still work out every day. I mean, I've, still, I've got some CBD companies in the works. So, you got a few things going. Life's good. I just always think back to like, damn, it's like, it's like I was fucking just used, abused and thrown in the trash. Yeah. You know? Have you watched that show? Um, Unreal. It's like, like, I think someone who used to be a producer, yeah, on yeah. Or it like it wrote it or, or something. <laughs> yeah, I think she's executive producer is a girl who was like the one of the main people, which I mean, it's a hundred percent true. I've never watched it, but I've watched little clips here and there mm -hmm. and heard things. And I mean, it's, it's got to be 100% true. Like, I mean, it's pretty brutal, yeah. But nothing that I've seen on that show. I mean, I've heard that they have, they literally keep track. There's actually, <laughs> one of the guys told me, I won't say who, they have a file on everybody for your triggers of how to get you mad, happy, sad. Mm -hmm. um, they, they will, like, uh, with the girls, they track their periods. Yes, I have heard I mean, that as well. There's some crazy stuff. Like, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I was the one they never really needed to, like, guide or direct. They just kind of send me into a room and be like, go fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Say something funny or piss someone off. And I'd be like, all right, give me a whiskey. Let's do it. No, I mean, th that's gold for them. I mean, that makes their job, I'm, I can imagine, so much easier. Um, yeah, for sure. I, like, I've heard those things, too. And, like, and now we're, we're so deep into this that the show's been on for so long there have been so many books written about how like kind of abusive these people can be and i just i wonder why does anyone sign up for it you know because <coughs> i mean it's like, a dice roll really if you think about it i mean either you go on the show and you get nothing out of it or you go on the show and you potentially get a million followers and you're making a million dollars a year for yeah. doing you know nothing take some photos once a week yeah, no, seriously. I mean, it truly is. It's just, it's a risky thing to do. Who actually, there's probably only a handful of people from every season that really make that kind of money and really become successful. Yeah, I would say maybe three per season. I mean, probably five or six per season can make a living off of it, at least for the next like four or five years. Yeah. But, you know, two or three from each season are probably going to make a million a year after a year or two. Crazy. All right, but, well, I really appreciate your time and, um, I'm really, really glad that you took the time to chat with me. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about or plug before you go? Um, I don't think. Okay. Well, I'm when this really right now, I mean, I, I would say just for right now, you know, that event I'm helping out with, you can go to heartsentertainment.com. They're going to be doing um, here 
on Black Friday. So the live stream for the event uh, is going to be that way. <laughs> the live stream for the event, basically, I mean, they're going to be selling on Black Friday for half off. So it'll be $4.99. Normally it's going to be $9.99. But if you want to buy it on Black Friday, like I said, 50% off. And that's to watch the whole event. There's going to be like a top star performer there. The one thing that's going to be really cool at the event too is there's going to be like a VIP section and everyone will be there. So if you watch the show, you can't really miss the event because if Blake and Christina are there and they start making out in the corner, you know, <laughs> you're going to want to see that. Like then you're not going to know what happened at the, you know, why things are going on at the next bachelor in paradise. If you miss that. Absolutely. I think yeah. that is a, a very, very uh, hard sell. And I think people should not miss it. And it's hopefully um, raise some good money for the charity. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, of course. And obviously come back anytime, especially when um, the Bachelor season starts up again. I would love to hear some of your takes on Pilot Pete and his whole season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I don't know what I – mean, nobody knows anything about that guy. He had sex. That's it. Literally. I mean, have you seen – that's literally what the promo is. It's like yeah. one time I fucked in a windmill. That's the promo. We, I just I talked know, about it man. in the last podcast. I don't know how people are like – Tim, I mean, I don't know. I guess the Bachelor season is not really about the Bachelor. It's more about the girls. Sure. But, I, I agree yeah. with you. I think the better the season is usually, like, the duller the Bachelor because it just – because at that point, it just becomes so ridiculous and so funny. Like, Ari's season, it felt like a parody of The Bachelor, but it was, like, actually The Bachelor. And I was like, I, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. It kind of did. Yeah, you're right. I like Ari. Ari's the one guy I like. I mean, I'm sure he's very he's very nice. But I don't know him. I've never met him before or spoken with him. I'm sure he is, but I, he didn't have a very strong camera personality. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. He just, to me, always seemed like the most just genuinely. He was just kind of like, yeah, I'm Ari. Hello. <laughs> I mean, he seems yeah. – him and Lauren seem very happy now. Um, And, you know, and people really – were mean to them as a couple for a long time, but they seem very happy and now they have a baby. So right. and he's the only person with a baby that I believe had a baby because he wanted to and not because he wanted more followers. Yes. Like I don't believe oh, Sean. Although um <laughs> what I don't know what the baby's name is, but the baby does have an Instagram account with Yeah, I know. But that's a course. Like of course you're gonna do that. I mean but yeah I that's like, like I feel like they actually really loved each other. Like when I look at like Sean Sean Lowe just seems so fake to me. I just I'm just like, damn, dude, you, you had two babies and got married all for Instagram? You know, like they're gonna like die together holding hands. I'm gonna be like, damn, bro. <laughs> <You live laughs> and they're gonna post about it. And they're, they're literally gonna be dead and someone will post it on their Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'll, thank like, you. I'll so send you gravesite and be like, you faker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're crazy, Chad. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, have a good rest of your night. Yeah, you too. Thanks for talking, Jackie. Of course. All right, bye. And once again, thank you guys for tuning into Bachelor Blab. I will see you guys again next week where I'll have two more amazing guests and two more amazing conversations. So as always, follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Jackie Maroney underscore. And then also follow our Bachelor Blab account at Bachelor Blab. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny. I post some good memes and entertaining things of that nature. And if you're following the Instagram account, you will be sure not to miss any more podcasts and conversations. So yeah, do that. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.